in that worship and that praise this morning, and and um, I just I just love worshiping God. I love giving Him praise, and and I just I just want to thank the worship team, even though we don't have um, guitar player Tim is is out of town with his family. Man, what a wonderful job they did at bringing us into the presence of God this morning, didn't they? Hallelujah. Praise God. Doing a really great job. Um, okay, let's go ahead and open in a word of prayer, and I'm going to share what God has downloaded to me this week. Father, we just thank you. We praise you. We worship you, Lord, for your presence in this place. We thank you, Father, that you have a word that you want to speak to your people, Lord, to encourage, to uplift them, Father. And Lord, I just ask you just anoint me and anoint them to anoint me to speak and anoint them to hear what it is your spirit is saying by your word in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that it gives us light and understanding. And we just worship you, Lord, for this word today. And we just thank you that you're making us prosper and making us a good success. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Hallelujah. Well, um, last week we talked about angels, the ministry of angels. And so if you missed out on that, you want to hear that message. And it just brings a lot of light. We heard a lot of testimonies. Um, God has been confirming things with people. I've been hearing lots of kinds of different kinds of testimonies from that message. Um, it was a, a unique message for a Sunday morning, but um, God just really... Uh, stirring up the things of the Spirit and um, encouraging people along the lines. It's all throughout the Word of God. So, um, And then Wednesday, if you weren't here, we talked about expectation and um, expecting God's Word to work. And um, if you weren't here, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> But if you weren't here, please watch it online, watch it on the podcast, get that word into you because man, oh man, even just preaching that word was stirring up the faith on the inside of me and um, just, just huge level of expectation has been ignited in me and I hopefully that deposit was made in you this last Wednesday. So I encourage you to watch that too. Um, okay, so this kind of has a little bit of a combination of both of those in one message, but the Lord spoke to me um, concerning the keys to success in life. And so we're going to be talking about keys to success that God has given us this morning. Um, it's all his word. Let me just say that. It's really, it's all his word. It's all about his word. He, he elevates his word even above his name. And we know how powerful the name of Jesus is, right? But he says, hey, look at my word. It has every answer you could ever need in it. And sometimes we don't give it that much credit. Sometimes we don't even give it enough credit to even open it every day. And that should not be because it's exactly what's going to lead you to have a prosperous and blessed life. God gave us the manual in which we should live by so that we can be blessed in everything that we do. Amen. And so that's what we're talking about today. How many of you believe that God's a good father? Amen. He is a good, good father. And um, how many of you believe if you're a good father, you know how to give good gifts to your children? Right? And so if you're a good father or we'll say a good mother or a good parent, you know, you want to bless your kids. You want to see them happy. Every time we take a little trip or a little getaway or whatever, I always think of my kids and I'm always shopping for uh, a little gift for them to bring home. I never come home empty-handed. And even if that means stopping at a store in my own town right before I come home, because I just want to see their smiling faces and I want to see them blessed. Um, well, God, how much more does he want to bless his children, right? And you are his children. Um, so God wants us blessed. 
blessed. God wants us successful in life. He doesn't want us down and out. He doesn't want us barely getting along. He doesn't want us being um, depressed and oppressed. He wants us blessed and happy and fulfilled in life. Amen? And, and, and success isn't just uh, gauged by financial blessing. Success is gauged by joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. Success is gauged by how much you're walking and fulfilling the plan of God in your life. Success to God is you doing his word and seeing it work in your life. Amen? And so God wants you to be a success in life and be blessed in life. In fact, in 3 John 1, 2, he says, Beloved, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So he doesn't just want you healthy um, naturally speaking. He doesn't want you just healthy uh, mentally speaking or financially speaking. He wants in all things you to prosper and be in health. Amen? So... God gave us some keys which we should follow in this life um, so that we can be successful. Amen? And um, we know, like, we can give our children um, instructions of things to do and not to do because we've lived life, we've made our own mistakes, and we've lived life so we know what things are going to work out for our kids and what things are not going to work out. And we try our absolute best as parents to tell them, make sure you do this, make sure you don't do that. And it's all because we want them to prosper in life. Well, that's God's whole work, is he wants us blessed and prosperous, spirit, soul, body, and mind, finances, every area. And he gives us instructions in the word of God. And if we will look at it, if we will meditate on it and observe to do it, he promises us a blessed life. And it really is just the same as us as natural parents, giving our kids instruction because we love them, we correct them, we instruct them, we guide them along the right path. And if they will not just listen, because it's not going to do them any good to just listen and do what they want to do, but if they will listen and obey to the instructions of their parents, they will have more success than if they just went off on their own and did what they wanted. Well, it's the same thing with us spiritually speaking and doing the word of God and hearing the word of God. It's good for you um, to come to church, but it's not good enough to hear the word of God and then go out and not do it because it's not going to make you successful in life just to hear it. God tells us in his word there's two keys to success, and that is the meditation of the word of God and then the observing to do the word of God. And we also have been talking a lot about the speaking and declaring of the word of God to co-work together with God. If you want to see your life blessed, your life successful, your life fulfilled, whether that be in your marriage, whether that be in your, your um, workplace, whether that be in your spiritual walk with the Lord or even your finances or your family, we need to find out what the Word of God says about it. We need to speak in line with what the Word of God says about it, and we will see blessing. Amen? We will see success in life. Psalms 1, 1 through 4 tells us, and this is how I want to live my life, filled with joy. <laughs> it says, oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but those they delight in the law of the Lord or the word of God, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and whatever they do, prospers. I want that to be the story of my life. 
Amen? And, and you could really just paraphrase it. Oh, the joys of those who don't just follow their own ways. Or oh, the joys of those who don't just follow the influence of what everyone else in the world is doing. But oh, the joys and how successful and how blessed and how things turn out for the good of those who love God and are doing his word. They meditate on his word, I'm paraphrasing here, day and night. They're thinking upon it. They're seeing how they can apply it to their lives. They're lining up their words out of their mouth with the word of God and what it says about their lives. And God follows that word. He makes sure that it does not return void. And he causes them to prosper in everything they set their hand to. Amen. Amen. We're to take the word of God like a passage like that and start thinking about it. How does that apply to me? Start speaking it. Start dwelling on it and seeing how you can set your hand to what God is saying here. So in other words, oh, the joys of, who don't, of those who don't listen and just think about, but those who will listen to obey the word, for they will be blessed and they will be prospered. Or oh, the joys of those who meditate on this new life in Christ. Meditate on the things of heaven the things that matter to God, um, rather than chasing the things of this world. Why? Colossians 3, 3 1 through 3 says this. I, I gave you the wrong scripture. It's Colossians 3, 1 through 3. I hope you figured that out. Um, Since then, you have been raised to a new life with Christ. Set your sights on the things of heaven above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your new life is now hidden with Christ. What is he talking about setting your mind and setting your sights? He's talking about us meditating on him, upon his word, upon the things of the kingdom of heaven, not being so focused on meditating on the things of this earth and what the world says we need to do to prosper. What the world says we need to do to, to have a happy marriage, because clearly they don't know it. What the world says that we need to do to um, raise our children, because again, they really don't know it. But God's word tells us, we'll just say, spare the rod, spoil the child. Right? Raise your children up. He's still listening. Raise your children up. In the way they should go, and when they grow old, they will not depart. Well, it doesn't do us good to just know that God said that if we're not going to bring our kids to church, if we're not going to teach them godly principles or teach them the word of God. When they grow old, they're not going to know the difference between right and wrong and according to what God says if we don't teach them when they're young. But... There's a promise link to this if we will not just listen and hearken to do the word of God. If we will not just listen, but we will listen and apply the word of God. We will see this area of our lives blessed and prospered. We will see that our children will grow up and they will not depart and we can claim that promise. But if we don't do the word of God, we're going to have some fighting to do. Regarding our children, we're going to have to really pray them through. And, and I mean, God, you know, you can stand in the gap and you can see them turn around. But if you do this word, you can apply this promise. And so this is regarding anywhere in the word of God. If you not just 
don't just know it. Don't just think about, oh, yeah, yeah, God says that. I, I agree with that. And just mentally agree, but never set your hand to it. Never declaring it out of your mouth and you're living contrary to what God's word says. Then you can't claim that promise in whatever area it is. So God says, set your minds or set your meditation on me, on my kingdom, on my word. Set your minds on the things of the kingdom of heaven. Don't set your mind and your meditation on the things of this earth. Why? Because wherever you meditate, wherever you think on, it's kind of what is going to be produced in your life. The word of God says, and I'm jumping ahead here, but he says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What is that? That's the meditation of your heart. And when you meditate on something and when you think on something, that's probably what things are going to turn out to be. And, and a lot of times um, in kids' lives, if negative seeds are sown and they're told they're never going to amount to anything and they're not going to be anything, they're not going to accomplish anything, guess what their meditation is going to be? I'm not going to be anything. I'm not going to accomplish anything. I'm no good. Whatever. So that's what they're meditating on and that's what they end up becoming. Now, God can break that mold. But it's how things work according to the word of God. Wherever you meditate, that's what you're going to produce. And so that's why God's concerned about where's the meditation of our heart. And he says, have it be on things of heaven. Have it be on my word. Have it be on my kingdom. Because he wants that produced in your life. Why? Because then you will be blessed. That's why he cares about where the meditation or where our thinking is. It's because he knows if we will do what he's saying to do, which is meditating on him, we'll know what's going to bring us success in every area. He's a good father, and he wants his children blessed. He wants us to be prosperous and successful in life. So it's not good enough. It, it, you do need to meditate on this, but it's not good enough just to know and think on and hear the word of God but you also may need to observe and do the word of God. Set your hand to it wherever he says to do something. In Joshua 8, he says this concerning the word. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it. It means like not meaning like you shouldn't declare it. Yes, you should. But it means don't let it vanish. Don't let it disintegrate. Don't forget about it. Okay, when he gives you a word or when he's speaking the word of God to you, don't let it depart. But thou shalt meditate on it day and night. Like, think about it. Speak it. Declare it. Okay? Meditate on it day and night. Then observe to do according to what is written. Set your hand to it. God blesses what we set our hand to and causes it to prosper. Observe to do according to whatever is written therein. For then you will make, I will make your way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. So the key to success is the meditation of his word. Part of meditation is thinking on. Part of meditation is, is speaking and declaring. Part of meditation is, is letting it take residence within you. We talked about expectation. It's like watering the word. When that seed of the word is sown into your heart, whether it's by a preaching of the word or by a reading of the word or listening to the word, when that word is sown into your heart, we need to meditate on it. That waters it. We need to think on it, speak it, declare it. That's, again, it's watering it, causing that seed to flourish and grow and develop in you. Amen? And then if there's something else we need to do in line with the word, he says, observe and do it. 
because that will make your way prosperous and that will make you a good success. I don't know about you, but nobody ever, I don't think anybody ever desires to not be a success. They may not know how to get there, so they don't have great ambition, but I think everybody wants to be blessed in life. Everybody wants to have their lives filled with joy and peace. Amen? And they just, just don't know how to get it. They might grab at straws here and there or follow what the world is saying or, or look at what um, somebody else is doing. I remember a story I heard from Brother Hagen. He said um, there was a pastor, and, and you know we, we all learn as we go, but there was a pastor who um, would hear that someone was having great success doing this thing. And so he would go to that church and, and go try to re-implement what they were doing, and it wouldn't work. Then he'd go find out what this pastor was doing and, and find out why they were being successful in this area, and he'd go try to apply it, and, and it wouldn't work. And finally, um, after, I, I want to say five, six times of that, finally he comes to this conclusion, well, I'm just going to do what Brother Hagen told me um, in this, this message that he heard about meditating on the Word of God and observing to do whatever God was showing him in the word of God, and then setting his hand to what God was showing him to do. He said that by doing that, within six months, they had a landslide of, of more salvations, more people coming to their church, and more um, manifestations of God's spirit in their church than ever before, and it wasn't because of just copying what was working for somebody else, because something... Um, one diet will say might work for one person, but you have a totally different makeup. And so that diet might not work for you, right? And so one answer may work for one church, but that might not be the answer for your church. Or one answer for somebody's life might not be the answer to success for your life. But when we observe to do the word and allow the Holy Spirit to be our guide and our counselor, and follow what he says by the word and by the spirit. And we think on that. We meditate on that. And we observe to do what he tells us to do. He says, then that will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. Amen. In other words, in time with the Lord, you're thinking, you're meditating on the word of God. You're thinking about this passage, Joshua 1.8. And you're welcoming the Holy Spirit to speak to you, spending time with him. And all of a sudden, you have this new idea of how to advertise for a realty. Or all of a sudden, you have this new idea of how to save money um, in buying groceries, we'll just say. Just random things will come to you. But by the Spirit of God, simply because of meditating on his word, he suddenly starts leading, guiding, and directing your footsteps, making your way prosperous, and making you a good success. I don't know if you've ever been at a job and you worked there maybe years, and everything was fine and everything was good, but all of a sudden the grace starts lifting. All of a sudden, um, um, it, you just don't have the peace that you used to have there. And that's God leading and guiding and directing your footsteps to take a step in a different direction or to ask him what else he wants you to be doing. What is he doing? He makes, starts making it uncomfortable so that you can be led and guided by him so that he can continue to make your way prosperous and make you a good success. God, oh, We have a great testimony about this. So that started happening at Clayton's job a number of years back. And uh, the job was a blessing from the Lord, actually. God told us it was a gift from heaven. Okay, but he was there only like two or three years, and all of a sudden things just started not being good there. 
the grace was lifting. There was different movements that were going on in the world, and it was causing uh, the, the environment of the work just to be um, ugly. And, um, and I told Clayton, I said, I think the grace of God is lifting. I said, we need to ask the Lord what else he has for you. And um, God moved on us because of the uncomfortableness of where he was at at this after three years. Um, God moved on us to start looking for other jobs. Now, he got himself, and, and God got him another job, which was a higher pay and more of a blessing. But listen to this. Within two months of him moving jobs, that other place closed down. So God was taking care of us. What was he doing? We were... We, we meditate on the word. We observe to do the word. And we're led and guided by the Holy Spirit. And he makes us prosperous. And he makes us a good success. The word of God says the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. But if you're not listening or hearing his word, how can he order your footsteps? The thing is, is when we read his word, we learn how he sounds. So that if we're like spending time in prayer or even we'll just say doing the dishes, if he suddenly speaks, you recognize that it's his voice. You recognize him moving. And so he always is leading us and guiding us. And we learn as we go, but, but we learn through testimonies like that too, that he's leading us and guiding us. Why? To make us a good success. It's always going to be to make you a good success. Hallelujah. In Psalms 119.97, the word of God says, um, and David, this is David, he says, oh, how I love thy law, or you could say thy word. It's the meditation. It's my meditation all day. Now, let me just think about, if I'm going to meditate on that passage, let's just break it down. Let's just, let's just dwell on it. Let's just think about it for a minute. David was called the man after God's own heart. We know David made mistakes in life. We know he fell a number of times. But here, anyways, that aside, none of us are perfect, right? We've tried to do things our own way, mess things up, whatever, got back on track. Now, David... He's loving God. God calls him the man after his own heart. He says God's word is his meditation all the day long. You're talking about a man who got supernaturally empowered as a young boy. He would spend his days out there meditating on the word, singing psalms and hymns to the Lord all the day long. And through that time with the Lord and through the meditation of his heart upon the Lord and his word, he's supernaturally empowered to kill a lion, to kill a bear, and to kill a giant and save his people. I would call that good success. And didn't God say, if you observe to do the word and meditate on it day and night, you will be a good success. And that's what God did for David. And so that's what God wants to do for you and I, men and women, after God's own heart. If we will meditate on God's word like David all the day long, he says, and observe to do it whenever he's prompting us to do something, he will make us a good success. Did David know that success to him would be, and, and that didn't even stop there, killing a lion? He didn't know he'd encounter that, but he was empowered by the Holy Spirit to be a success in that situation. And then a bear. And then a giant. 
and then to become the king of Israel. He wasn't even in the line. I mean, they wanted to pass him up. All his brothers should have been before him. But God chose him, the man who took God's word and meditated on it day and night. What does that do? When we meditate on the word of God day and night, when we let it penetrate deep into our heart, and when we allow it to be released from our mouth with declaration, and we observe to do whatever God's telling us to do, well, we'll just say this, like we talked about last week, angels are loosed to confirm the word of God. The Holy Spirit is released to watch over the word of God and perform it. When we do and observe to do the word of God and we declare the word of God. But in David's situation as well as ours, it will make us a good success. God will cause things to work out for us that shouldn't have even worked out in the natural. He shouldn't have been king. The, the more, the more um, you know, sophisticated older brother should have been king. He looked the part. But God passed them up because of what David had been doing. The meditation of his heart all day long was on the Lord. When you give God first place in Matthew 6.33, he says, if you uh, seek me first and my kingdom, if this is the meditation of your heart and where your mind is and where your heart is, if you seek him first, he'll add all these things unto you. He'll set some things up for you to make you a good success. Amen. Hallelujah. All attributed to the meditation of God and his word. We said this, God wants us blessed and prosperous in all we do, and he gave us these keys in which we could co-work together with God. He gave us these keys by meditating on his word and speaking with declarations in line with his word, by observing and listening to do his word, not just coming to church because it's a good religious thing to do, but coming to church and hearing the word of God, like after today, I would encourage you, observe to do what we taught. Take one or two passages a day that stick out to you and then think about them. Think about how can I apply that. Think about how has this been, been um, taking place in my life or what does the Lord mean about this? Or if there's a confession in there that you can make like um, the joy of the Lord is my strength, then start speaking that. Whenever we take the word of God, meditate on it, and observe to do it or speak it or declare it over our lives, all heaven backs us up. But the opposite is true if you side with what the enemy is speaking to you. And, and you know, I was reading a book, and, and I was like, wow, that is some truth. Kind of wakes us up a little bit. Do you know, every day, a lot of Christians have no problem believing that the devil's out to get them. We all know the word of God. Uh, John 10, 10, he says, the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You know that they're focused so much on the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And they miss the second half that I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. We have no problem believing that the devil's out to get us, to trip us up, to cause us to stumble, to bring temptation and all this. But... Yet God in his kingdom, who is so much greater, so much more powerful, is every day ready to watch over the word that, that is in your life to perform it. Every day we have angels who partner with us to confirm and watch over the word. They hearken to hear the word of God coming out of your mouth. They watch, they're waiters, they're watchers, to see that we're doing the word so that they can go out and have an assignment to do. 
to make sure things work out for you. Why? Because you're hearkening and listening and observing to do the word of God. And they help you along the way to make your way, your way prosperous and make you a good success, to, to cause divine appointments, to open doors that no man can shut, to, to work things out for your good. Why? Because they're working for the Father, and he's a good father. And he wants you blessed. And he wants you prosperous. So he doesn't give us these, like, rules and guidelines in the word of God to, like, cramp your style and to make you uncomfortable and, and, and to, you know, annoy you so that you're not free to do what you want to do. No, he gives us guidelines like a good parent would so that we go on the straight and narrow, so that we don't get run over by a car, so that um, we work to, to, to save and, and live and, and live a blessed life. You know, so parents give these, these directions so that kids grow up knowing, okay, I need to work and set my hand to something so that I can live a blessed life. And God's telling us all kinds of instructions in the word of God. And if we never even... Take the time to listen or to read. Or then we don't take the time to, to meditate and think, how can I apply that? Then it's never going to produce the good in our lives. So we need to make sure we're observing to do the word of God. We're thinking and meditating on the word of God. And we're partnering with God so that he can make us a success in life. So that he can work things together for our good in our, our body. He can give us what vitamins we're missing. He, he showed Amber, uh, uh, by the word of knowledge, something that her son was missing that helped cure something that he was dealing with. Supernaturally, something that she didn't even know that he needed. What was that? That was God making her a good success. He can cause something um, spiritual. He can cause you to walk in an accelerated way um, by seeking the Lord in a certain way, but he would impart that to you by his spirit. And if you will not just hear what he said, he's told me some things before that I should be doing. If I will not just hear what he said, but I will actually do what he said, he will make my way prosperous and make me a good success. But it's not going to do me much good to just know the knowledge but not apply the knowledge, Right? I've used this, uh, this analogy before, but um, you're really, really hungry, you know, you really desire a good cake, we'll say. And there's a box mix there and all the ingredients that you need to make this cake and you really want this cake. And the instructions are on the box of the cake. So you know how to make that cake and man, the picture looks delicious. And this is the product that you're going to have. But it's not going to do you good not going to taste very good if you never mix it up and do what it says to do, right? And so is the word of God. It all is good. It will work for you, and it will taste good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> it will feel good. The joy, oh, the joys of those who do the word of God who meditate on it day and night. Oh, the joys. It will be good, but you have to take it and apply it. You have to take it and, and think on it. How can I apply that? How can I mix that in to my life? And you will see it work out for you. Supernaturally, God will, if there's things you don't know, God will fill in the blanks with the Holy Spirit, with his angels, and work things out so that your footsteps are ordered of the Lord. He's just awesome that way. 
Amen. So as we learned last week, angels hearken and are released to accomplish God's will on earth as it is in heaven when we speak in line with the word of God. And when we set our hand to do the word out of obedience, angels and the Holy Spirit watch over the word and perform it in our lives. Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. And God's all about joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. There's no sorrow, no weeping, no oppression, depression. Oh, I'm doing the word of God, but I'm so depressed. No, there's a joy, there's a fulfillment that comes from doing the word of God. There's a joy and a fulfillment that comes when you, when you now, after a message like this, read the word, realizing when I think on this word, it's producing good in my life. When I read and speak this word, the hosts of heaven are released on my behalf to work things out for my good. Like, we don't think about the fact that we're a part of a world that is unseen to our natural eyes. That's why he wants us to meditate on and think about things of heaven, not the things of this earth. Why? Because we're now a part of this new life with Christ. We should be set our, setting our eyes on the things of the realities. It's a real kingdom of heaven. This life here is just for but a moment, he says. It's going to pass away, but our real life is hidden in Christ Jesus. We have an eternal life when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And even on earth as it is in heaven, God wants us to be co-working together with him so that we can live a blessed life here on earth, not just there and then, one day. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich and adds no sorrow to it. I want more of his blessing. How can I get it, you might ask? How come this person's so blessed and that person's so blessed and different people are blessed in different areas? Because in different areas, they're observing to do the work. In different areas, they may be meditating on that area more than others. But what if we took the whole word? What if every day we meditated on the word? and apply different parts of it to our lives, we would start being successful in all these different areas. I can say that with confidence because whatever his word is, he watches over it and he performs it. His word, he says, goes out and it does not return unto him void. It will accomplish that which he sent it to do. And it will prosper. Isn't that success? Prosper wherever he sent it. Amen? So let's look at Deuteronomy 28. You follow along in your word, your Bible, your phone, or I think we might have it up there. Deuteronomy 28. If you will fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the world, and you will, you will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crop will be blessed. In other words, it's not just financial. It's your family. It's your, it's your livestock. It's your food. It's, you know, everything. Your children, your crops will be blessed. Your offspring, your herds, your flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. In, in other words, like your jobs will be blessed. Your everything, every area, you're going to be blessed. Wherever you go, whatever you do, I like that. You will be blessed. Or in other words, you will be a success. 
The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you because we know the devil's coming to try to kill, steal, and destroy. But focus on this, that we have angel armies working on our behalf. So when the enemies come against you, he said, all who rise against you will fall. Amen? They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do. And he will fill your storehouses with grain. In other words, he'll fill your bank accounts with plenty. Amen? Why? Because he's blessing you hearkening to the word to do the word in all different areas. In financial, in health, in, in, in family relations, in whatever it might be. Favor with God and man. He says, God will bless you in the land he has given you. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God, and not just listen, but walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he swore he would. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord, and they will stand in awe of you. Another version says that you will be blessed by the Lord, and they will stand in awe. Like, why is that person so blessed? Well, you can testify, look what the Lord has done. It's because of the meditation of the word. It's because of the instruction of the word. I have not just listened to the word, but I've done the word in these areas. And God watches over when we do the word of God, when we, we are reading the word of God, and all of a sudden we have opportunity to put that into practice and we do it. The angels are like, yes, something to do. <laughs> and they go out. And they hearken to, to the voice of God and, and, and listen to the fact that we're doing or obeying the word of God. And they go out and they, they start helping to, to make our way prosperous and make us a good success. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to you and your ancestors that he would give you, blessing you with many children, numerous livestock, abundance crops, whatever area. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in heaven, and he will bless the work of your hands and all that you do. In other words, he's just covering it with a blanket. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. That's a good place to be. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, if you will carefully observe, we'll, we'll say meditate on, think on, and carefully obey and do them, then the Lord your God will make you the head and not the tail. You'll be the lender, not the borrower. You will always be on top, never on the bottom. You must not turn away from the commands I am giving you today. Don't turn away from the word of God, but always observe to do it. Always think and dwell upon it. Always ask the Holy Spirit, how can I release that? How can I co-work together with you so that this is working in my life? You will always be on top, never on bottom. You must not turn away from the commands I'm giving you today. Or follow after any other gods or any other ways. Or worship them. In other words, the world doesn't know a thing about being a success in God's eyes. But God does. And he gave us the manual, which is the word of God, the Bible. New Testament and Old. Because all throughout the Old Testament, they're given illustrations of how it worked. Stories of how they applied the word of God to their lives and saw success in their lives and ministry. Amen? All of this is because the Father wants us blessed and successful. And he gave us these keys to success that we would meditate on his word, which he elevated, and observe it, hear it, 
and do it. If we'll take every time, if I see something that, oh, man, I'm not doing that, I need to observe that and start applying it and doing it so that I can be a success in that area, so that God can work all things together for my good. Amen? Psalms 19, 14, because we're co-workers together with God. Um, I read this in the book. Remember what you say and what you meditate can sentence you like a sentence, a jail sentence. So remember, what you say or what you meditate on can sentence you. What you think and what you speak on can bind your life or it can loose your life. You can sentence yourself to very few promises of God by speaking contrary or not even speaking anything in line with the word of God at all. Um, so you can sentence yourself to very few promises of God by um, never... and, and seeing very few promises ever materialize in your life. You can see very little angelic activity all because of where your words are and where your thoughts are. So, like, that's why, you know, a few weeks ago, I think we also talked about putting a guard over your mouth, <laughs> the power of your words. Like, if something's contrary to what God has spoken about your situation, if God's spoken a, a prophetic word or if he spoke by his spirit, by his word, um, scriptures to you that says you're healed by the stripes of Jesus and you're having symptoms, don't let your words say something other than what God's word says. Why? Because we're partnering with the wrong kingdom. The one who kills, steals, and destroys is trying to bring those symptoms on you. So you want to partner with what God says, by Jesus' stripes you were healed. Or um, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Okay, so if you're feeling bound, you're feeling oppressed, you're feeling depressed, find out what the word of God says and start speaking and declaring what his word says about you. What is that? That's taking the life and meditation of God and his word um, into your heart, meditating on it, speaking it out. And then God will watch over that word that you're releasing and perform it in your life. In Psalms 19, 14, he says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, this is David again, the man after God's own heart, the man who maybe tripped up a few times and because we've all had mistakes, but still God made his way prosperous and made him a good success. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength, my redeemer. What we need to realize is everything good in our lives and everything perfect comes from one place and one place only, and that's from the Father above. Everything good and everything perfect. So if that's the case, then that happened because somewhere along the line, we're meditating on, thinking on, or observing to do the word of God in that area. So why don't we just go ahead and when we hear the word of God, you can go ahead and check my scriptures. We have them on the screens now more often. Um, and make sure that it's the word of God and say, you know what? That applies to me. God gave me his word. So I'm going to think about that. I'm going to meditate on that and I'm going to do that. And watch as God starts working that thing in your life. God will start working things out for your good because you're observing to do what is written and he says he will make your way prosperous, and he will make you a good success. Why wouldn't we follow the instructions God gave us if it's going to lead to success in life, right? Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, 
whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are um, just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and any praise, think on these things. Again, meditation has to do with your thought life, where you're dwelling with your thought life. Why does God care so much about this? It's because what's, that's what's going to produce things in your life. Um, he wants you to prosper and be in health and your soul to prosper. And he wants you to be a success in life. And he knows it starts with your thought life. So don't think anything that's displeasing, dishonest, anything contrary to the knowledge of God. Because he wants you prosperous. He wishes that you would be prosperous. Amen. Proverbs 23, 7 I mentioned this already before, but it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Or you could say, as a man, or whatever a man meditates on, so is he. You know, in the world, you can watch the news and you hear all kinds of corrupt stuff that's gone on. And then if you were to look into, like, we'll say a documentary where they interview that person on how they became so corrupt, you find out where all the seeds came from and what they were meditating on, what they were doing with their time, what kind of movies they were watching, or kind of games they were playing, or, or kind of atmosphere they grew up in. All that produced that evil. Well, the opposite is true. If we will meditate on the word of God, if we will think on the things of heaven, the good of God, the goodness of God, the success and prosperity of God will be produced in our lives. And we can testify, look what the Lord has done. Amen? So we got to realize that, that we can go one way or the other according to where our thoughts are or where our mouths uh, speak and what we do with what we hear when we hear the word of God. If we want angel armies to be released on our behalf, if we want the Holy Spirit to be confirming the word for us and helping us, leading us and guiding us along right paths, then we need to not just hear the word, but observe to apply it to our lives and do the word. I like this, Psalms 35, 27, and this will be all of us if we'll do this today. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause, or you could say who favor my word, who do my word. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity or the success of his servant. God takes great pleasure in seeing you blessed and seeing things work out for you. Shouts of joy and praise will come from your lips. Those who favor his righteous cause are those who will do his word. Amen? We'll be filled with joy and gladness. Aren't you excited when something works out? Aren't you excited when you see God work in your life? Well, he wants that to be the case all the time. So let it be the meditation of your heart so that he can give you good success and prosperity. So what are these keys to prosperity? What are these keys to success? It's meditating and listening to the word. It's speaking and declaring to co-work together with that word. And then wherever he shows us, it's doing the word. If God showed Amber those, those vitamins and she didn't do anything about it, then it wouldn't do her any good. But when we do the word, whether it's a word from the spirit of God or word from the word of God, and when you apply it to your life, it makes you successful. Amen? 
in Malachi 3.10. This is concerning um, offerings and tithes specifically. But when we listen to the word regarding this, you know, so blessing and prosperity and success in life is not just financial like I was talking about. It can be in any area of your life, blessed with your cows, blessed with your field, blessed in your family, blessed in your health, right? Uh, just like Deuteronomy 28 says, whatever area that you hear the word and apply it, you'll be a good success in that, okay? But Malachi 3.10 is specifically talking about tithes and offerings, and he says, bring all your tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, now, you can know that God blesses. You can know that this is the way God works. But if you don't do it, it doesn't apply. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my house. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's army, I will then open up the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you don't have room to take it in. And he tells us, put him to the test in this. I say a little bit more about this in my message on expectation on Wednesday night, so I want to encourage you to, to listen to that. But we need to expect that any time we listen to God's word and meditate on it and we do the word of God, we need to be expecting that it's going to work out for us. We need to be expecting that God's watching over that word and he's going to perform it for us no matter what it looks like or feels like. Because look at Abraham. It took some time, you know, to be the father of many nations. But yet, that expectation, because he knew what God said, and he meditated on and thought about those stars in the sky and what God said, it produced God's word in his life. And so regarding anything God says, and specifically here, the tithe, bring all your tithes to the storehouse so that there's enough food in my house, so that there's enough to run what I want to do. You could say, if you do this, the Lord of heaven's armies, God, will open up heaven above you and pour out blessing upon you. How is that blessing going to come to you? Well, angels are going to be loose. The heavens are open. Angels are now ascending and descending, and they're ministering for you, the heir of salvation. They're going to work things out for you, cause you to um, have, you know, have blessing come in from this way, that way, have favor come in from this way, that way, and to, to make you a good success. Why? Because you hearkened to not just hear the word, but do the word in this area. Amen. I was just kind of meditating on what happens when we give to the Lord in this way in response to his word. Well, if you have faith, you're not doing it out of compulsion or, or persuasion, but you're doing it out of faith in what his word said. I have faith that when I sow, and that's why a lot of times people say sow into the glory. Really, what it is is when you have faith and you sow and give your tithes and your offering. That the word of God is true. He says when you sow, that heavens are open above you. What takes place when heavens are open above you? We see it in Genesis 28, 12. Um, with Jacob, he has a dream and behold, a ladder is set up. He saw the heavens open and a ladder set up upon the earth and on top it reached to heaven. And behold, angels of God ascended and descended upon it. So what happens when the heavens are open above us and blessings poured out? Angels are loosed to ascend and descend and bring blessing to us and cause things to work out for us. And so I just, I just thought that was pretty cool how God opens up the heavens and how another place when the heavens are open, 
this is what takes place. Angels are released. Hallelujah. Anytime we do the word, they're hearkening to the word of God, to do the word of God in our lives. He says, I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have room to take it in. Put me to the test. But I just encourage you, if you're going to do the word, expect it's going to work. Have faith that God does not lie. Don't just do it because, oh, that person's doing it and it worked for them. Do it because you believe in your heart that God's telling the truth. And that God watches over his word to perform it. Amen? So just as Jacob saw an open heaven and saw angels ascending and descending, when we open up the heavens in response to God's word with our giving and our tithes and offerings and obedience to that word, angels are loosed on our behalf to work things out for us, to give us that deal, to, to, to multiply what we have, to multiply the seed that we have sown. Isn't that cool? The more and more, I love this, that I preached about angels, and now every time I'm reading the word, I'm seeing angels. <laughs> How they work with us, even in the, in the tithes and the offerings. Every time we do the word, they're waiting for us to do the word so that they can go help you. Hallelujah. We're not alone. Hallelujah. So, in a nutshell, meditate on his word. When you're reading the word, take any of it that's sticking out to you. Think about it. When you can, speak it, apply it, do it. Think on it all day, David said. And he'll make your way prosperous, God will. He'll make you a good success. God's pouring out blessings, causing success, causing things to work together for your good. Why? Because you love him and he loves you. Don't we serve a good God? He wants us to be prosperous in everything that we do. Why don't you confess this with me, okay? I think he's going to put it on the screen so you can join in. You got it? Okay. Say this with me with all your heart. Say, I will meditate in God's word and speak in line with God's word. I will observe to do what God's word teaches my way shall be prosperous. I will have good success in life. I will know how to deal wisely in the affairs of life. For the word of God says so. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah, God. It's so good. I hope that encouraged you today. <laughs> Amen. I love coming here and getting challenged. 